I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk in is starting to rhyme. I'm letting go lonely, letting go of strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful life. The Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I am a philosopher, pastor, writer in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is the TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. We are a third of the way through our deep dive into the basics of each of the types. Yeah. We have both, when not recording, said, these aren't really that basic. Right, yeah. Perhaps we should call these skeletons. Sure. I think that there is like some bones that make up the types, mm-hmm. and then you have your your personality, your uh, sure. your nuances, your yeah. ticks, all that. That's kind of flesh. Yeah. That makes you you. It's kind of overlaid on top of uh, your type. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Is that going to work as a metaphor? Sure. We'll go with it for now. Yeah, that's fine. I made that up it's just in the last five seconds. more robust than the word basics. Yes. Because <laughs> we actually are going some places. Yeah. And today we're going some places with the fours. Fours. Love. The fours in my life, uh, I imagine you do too. It's true. Fours are my favorite. Fours are like three quarters of your staff. It's your right, coffee right. shop, is yeah. <laughs> I'm a or at least magnet, I guess. So, yeah. what do you appreciate most about the fours? Um, I like that fours do not settle for the ordinary, and I mean that in a in a multitude of ways um one of the biggest ones is that that like the fours that i know don't settle for accepting fine as an answer Ooh, like yeah like they want to push into how people actually are yes and like so I'm really good at the customer service face and the fours in my life are like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm great. And they're like, how are you really? It's yeah. like, oh, okay, we're going to talk. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Yeah, I love and that. And since you're at a coffee shop anyway. It's great. You it's might perfect. as well go yeah. there. Yeah. I agree on that front. Like the the fours who are able to pull out stuff from me. You will know this since I'm a one. I actually have some standards about how I want to come across in the world. And no, not you. There is something about fours where they they will push a button and then all of a sudden just lumps of toxic waste start spilling out. It's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But th- this yeah. is routinely my experience of healthy fours in my life who not only are able to extract the toxic waste, but to go, hey, this is good. Yep. This is how it should be. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real for a second. It is, man. It's good. And, uh, of course, the fours in my life have the best Spotify lists. Naturally. And yeah. so uh, I just befriend them, and then I start subscribing to everything that they're listening to. Carefully cultivated lists that, that help us know how to feel. Makes me, yeah, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Anything else on Forge in, in your life? That's those are the two big things for me. Spotify like and them. toxic waste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as we've discussed before, the Enneagram is about all sorts of things, but one of the big things is that it is about the goal of human life. And that goal is joy. And today we're talking about the road to joy and what that looks like for fours. So we're going to pitch a few dozen truths or so about uh, the fours. Here are things that uh, many who have studied have unveiled about the heart and perspective of fours. And we're going to go down that path where we're looking at not only the motive, but how that motive turns dark and becomes the shadow of a four. But we want to see what it looks like to come out of that shadow, to have a wake up and to move into places of joy and health. So that's where we're at. Yeah. So let's jump in. All right. Let's do it. We're talking about the fours. What's the, where are some names for fours? We like the artist, uh, the melancholic. The other one's good. Uh, romantic individualist is the one that we sort of came up with. Um, we see a lot of uh, the individualists in the expression of fours. Um, we want to stray away from that. So uh, we'll get into that more as we unpack yeah. this. So I have, So this is a good thing. You will know, perhaps if you've listened to most of our podcasts, that oftentimes we're discovering things on the fly as we banter. Right. And some of the things that you and I have discovered is things we don't like, right. descriptions we don't like yep. about each of the types mm-hmm. or the way that things have been phrased. And that's true here. Mm-hmm. So I heard you say this for the first time this last week of not liking this title for fours. Right. So why don't you like the individualist? Uh, because it, it for me, it implies that fours are trying to be unique and and i think that's part of the presentation of what fours are they want to be unique they want to stand out they want to be individuals but i think that's wrong um we'll talk about this with eights we'll talk about this with sixes uh, but with fours in particular i i think that their thing stems from their intuitive sense of their own individuality and they want to be true to that. It's not that they want to be unique. It's that they know that they are already. This, by the way, has been trademarked by T.J. Wilson because this is, in my mind, the best description of the motive of a four and I just haven't seen it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. There's perhaps the easy step. I see this a lot with ones, the easy step of just saying, oh, well, they're the perfectionist and this is what this looks like. Mm. And I don't think it gets to the core of what's there. it's not. And it's the same here with the fours. This That seems to me to get to the core heart of a four. It's I have a sense of my own uniqueness mm-hmm. and honesty compels me perhaps. Uh, is it honesty that compels the the need to be authentic into the world? Uh, what, did, what? Okay, so uh, let's go here real quick. There is a felt sense of one's own uniqueness, mm-hmm. but there's something that complements that in terms of propelling that forward. I need to be true to myself. Um, I, is it is that honesty? It's a it's a devotion to authenticity, um, and it, I I think they're 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 part of the same coin. Yeah, um, because the expression of one's own uniqueness is about being true, 
being true is about recognizing that there it is, yeah. we are all individuals. It's almost a noun verb kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I am unique noun. I will be true verb. Yeah. yeah, those those go together. That's I think that's spot on. Um, as such, fours are going to believe that they are good when they're true to themselves. Right. Um, they're uh, fours are part of the heart triad. This is their intelligence center. Intelligence center is how you perceive the world, and uh, fours take in the world through their heart. You want to talk about the the heart triad? Yeah. So this is this is the feeling space. This is. Um, taking in information through that feeling center. It's, it's about um, emotion, sentimentality, uh, the relation to one another with a focus on attention. Uh, this, and, and fours, their focus is much more sort of inward. Yep. Yeah, twos, their attention is entirely about other people. Um, presenting their 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 selves outward, right, and 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 focused on other people. Yeah, uh, threes is sort of a balanced. What do other people want me to be? Fours are much more focused on on themselves, and not necessarily in a selfish way. It can be that sort of like narcissistic um, inward focus, but this is part of that uniqueness, authenticity piece. Is that being internally focused, they are much more in tune with who they are, how they feel, and they want to be expressing that in true ways. Yeah. All these types are going to feel social pressure. Mm-hmm. And that can materialize uh, in the, inside themselves as shame. So two, threes, and fours, the all the heart triad are going to struggle with shame. How does that materialize in the life of a four? So fours, um, because of their sense of uniqueness, because they understand that they are different from everyone else, they sort of look out at the world and see the ways that they don't fit in perfectly. Uh, So their shame materializes in this sense of envy. They look at people who do fit and say, why not me? They think they are inherently deficient in some way, and that is what makes them not fit in everywhere else. Talk about the balance there between feeling deficient Mm -hmm. and yet having an understanding that one is unique and valuable. Well, valuable may be a stretch there, huh? Well, I mean, this is, so this is, I think it's the same thing. Just one version is healthy. The other version is unhealthy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So in the unhealthy expression, fours look out at the world and and see the places that they don't fit in. They say, why not me? And they think that it is their fault that they are not like everyone else. Right. In healthy ways, they recognize that they are unique just like everyone else and everyone else has their place and they have their place as well. Right. There you go. That's that's going to be our whole podcast on fours right there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. We'll, we'll plumb the depths of that. So uh, fours are on the line. If you look at the Enneagram figure, they're on the line between uh, the heart and head triad. Mm-hmm. I suppose there's the, what is it, the gap? The existential gap. between. <laughs> uh, but they uh, primary center is going to be their heart. Mm-hmm. Their secondary center will be their head. And right. so they feel... Their thoughts, right? Do you want to talk about that in the life before? Um, I I think 
saying they feel their thoughts is actually a pretty good way of thinking about that. Um, a lot of fours will describe once they start doing some of the work and get get words to to be able to express this, they'll describe that they have a sense that they are their feelings. And it's because they they feel first. They process the world through that space of feelings. So their thoughts, their actions, their uh, their expressions, all of those things start in the feeling place. And so they will have more of a sense of how they feel about whatever is going on, whatever thoughts they have, than they will actually processing the data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shame is a past feeling, as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. But moving to stance, the stance for the fours is to withdraw. Right. And withdrawing types are also past-oriented. Right. So this is the one type that is both past in their intelligence center and past-oriented in their stance. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to use that as a bridge, but that would seem to me that has the potential for being a very difficult place to be, I imagine. Sure. Um, In the same way that I suppose sevens who are future, future. Mm -hmm. Or Uh, ones who are present, present. Well, see, I like being right here right now. (laughs) (gasps) There is, (laughs) they are withdrawing for attention. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's talk about stance. I suppose we can come back to uh, orientation to time in a minute, but their stance is to withdraw Mm -hmm. in order to get the attention that they desire. So you want to talk about that? Yeah. Fours, fives, and nines, uh, all withdraw. And this is sort of about the way that we relate to others. And, um, a lot of the circumstances and situations in our lives, fours, fives, and nines will sort of take a step back. Um, and this is about not doing the thing that we know that we're supposed to do or, or needing space to figure out what we're supposed to do. Um, so we, we withdraw from situations. Fours are going to, because their focus is on attention, they're going to step back in order to focus on their feelings. And this is in, it is possible. It is, is common uh, that fours will step back in order to get other people to pay attention to them. But that's more of a sort of manipulation move. The The, the good version is uh, stepping back to discern how I feel about the situation, to spend time in the reality of my feelings at that moment. Yeah. Riso and Hudson say that fours uh, present their self-image inwardly mm, as mm-hmm. a different, as a contrast to twos and threes yeah. and how they present their self-image. Uh, self um, so how then would that work in terms of their stance and intelligence center, both focusing backward? So with, with that, with past being... Past, that's right. Yeah, past being the focus... Um, their shame exists in the past. Something is has been done to me or I have done things that have made me deficient. That is what shame is about. And uh, because of that withdrawing place, they are naturally going to withdraw to examine what has happened in the past. How have I dealt with this in the past? How... And, and to focus on the things that have happened that have brought me to this place. Uh, 
So I feel this way about about the circumstances because of where I've come from. As such, uh, fours, fives, and nines in the withdrawn stance are going to be action repressed. Mm -hmm. And I imagine their action repression would come exactly out of that space yep. of being yeah. stuck in the past and not being able to engage their body, get out of their imagination, move into spaces. Yeah, exactly right. Their yeah. Thoughts. And, and um, it's almost a fear of future possibilities um, that prevents all, all of the withdrawn types have this sort of sense of not knowing what's coming and that is part of what prevents us from action. For fours, it has a lot to do with being focused on the internal space that prevents me from moving into new places. Yeah. Moving into the harmony triad then and how we connect to the world, does their idealism come in here as a anchor, as something that's going to keep them from actually moving into uh, into their body. I have an idealistic picture of how things should go internally that might be, um, you know, that would stagnating. I think the idealism is in part part of that shame piece is um, wanting to live up to an ideal that I can't possibly attain. Um, and and that has to do like that is where envy creeps in. and um, But it's also, so I think ones think about the way the world should be sevens think about the way the world could be and fours think about how i ought to be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so that there is a best way to do this and that again draws in that authenticity piece is i want to make sure that this is that i am being the most true i possibly can be that's interesting. I always read the idealism as, of a four as a relational idealism, mm -hmm. that I have visions of how my connections with others should be. It, it's not an either or, I guess. It could be a both and, that you right. have ideals about yourself, but you also have ideals about your connections. Well, and and within that connection, being as true to myself and cultivating authenticity in that relationship. Mm. Yeah. Because if we're if our interactions are not as as real as they could be, then we're just lying. Yeah. And fours aren't interested in lying. What does it look like for a four to grow in relationships there then? So say it's the case that I have an idealistic sense of who I am uniquely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That picture, that self-image may be quite skewed or juvenile. Sure. What does it look like for an idealistic sort? I suppose this would be true of all the idealistic sorts, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. um, you have a vision of the ideal yeah. that you need to be self-conscious of because it yeah. might be wrong. Yeah. I mean, at least for sevens and fours. Ones generally get it right. Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. Of course they do. Okay, that was a dumb joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, growth. Growth, yeah. uh, growth, uh, growth about one's own self-understanding, what does that look like mm -hmm. for a four? I think we'll we'll talk about this more, but um, there's a sense of needing to let go of that idealism, of of accepting, of of leaning into the truth of who you are. Yes, and 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 not 
expecting that you are supposed to be a certain way. Yeah. You are who you are right now, and that's I had, okay. I had not thought about this. This is where the liberation is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a big idea for us, which I hadn't put it with the affect groups, but that's where the liberation is. It's if each of the types surrender their affect, then they're actually released. So the one, four, seven who have ideals of a certain sort, mm-hmm. if they're able to transcend those, hold them loosely, yeah. move away from them, yeah. they actually have a ton of leverage. Right. So the three, six, nine, if you surrender your attachments, it frees you to live in a, a deta- detached um you can focus on whether you're healthy. Mm-hmm. Kind of, and so too with twos, fives, and eights, they repress their inner life. You get rid of that, you allow your inner life to flourish. There's some stuff there. Yeah. Something there. Yeah. All right, I'm going to write that down. We'll do a podcast on that in well, two and, or three years. And <laughs> thinking about like idealists, ones, fours, and sevens who are in that frustration space, the idealism can never be reached. Therefore, they are frustrated. Yeah. Um, it's also the case that, like, I, I know that a lot of people listening, and I know that this is at least in the back of your mind as we're talking about this, but um, letting go of your idealism does not necessarily mean not striving for the best possible thing. Letting go of your idealism might mean something more like aim for the moon if you miss, you'll at least hit the stars. Like being comfortable with not reaching your idealism yeah. is the goal here. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to give up striving for a better world for all of us to live in. Not being attached to the outcome is a better goal. Yeah. Well, let's uh, uh, jump into the coping styles then. Okay. Um, when solving a problem, I feel like it is the final wall before you go into your stress number. Okay. So you are in your primary type mm-hmm. emotive and you want something. Yeah. And when you don't get it, your coping style kicks in. Mm-hmm. When your coping style fails, mm-hmm. you're going to go to the behavior and um, methods of a different type. And I think there's a wall there. So I'll play this out with fours, but sure. but the coping style for a four, how fours solve problems is the emotional response uh, triad. They share this with fours, sixes, and eights. Mm-hmm. Um, that is when something doesn't go the way that the four wants, they don't get what they want. They are going to emotionally respond to it. You want to talk about how, how that works for a four? Yeah. Um, it, coping styles... It, just in case you haven't listened to our Coping Styles podcast, uh, this is about how we fight, how we react when we don't get the things that we want, how we engage in conflict, particularly with other people. And in the emotional response group, it is very much as simple as it sounds. It is about the emotional place of between me and you. It's I want you to know how I feel and I want you to express how you feel and I want you to express that you understand how I feel. Really, I want you to feel the way that I do about this. 
the conflict that we are solving is the emotional relationship between us. Because there's a desire for attention still going on with the four in Mm -hmm. particular here. Yeah. So I want you to feel the same way I do about myself. Perhaps. And and about the the thing that we're fighting about, and um, but I mean, so for a four who is longing to be um, significant, to at least to find their significance, create out of that space of authenticity, if they get emotional mm-hmm. because they're not gaining that, it would be. I want you to see that I'm unique in this space, correct? Mm-hmm. And and validate my feelings. Yes, yeah, that's that's yeah. the words I'm looking for. Yeah. When that doesn't work for the four, mm-hmm. the emotional side didn't doesn't work, then it seems to me what's your next step? Well, your next step is pushing into the unhealthy side of the two. Sure. And really becoming demanding for the love and affection of the people around you. Sure. You know what I mean there? Yeah. It seems like uh, there's something to be said here. I'm going to, well, I'm, I'm playing this thought out, but yeah. uh, there seems to be something there about the arrows, that the coping style is that last barrier before... You go down the arrow. Sure. Um, any, any last words on uh, on the coping style for uh, fours? Um, I think our our coping styles episode is is really valuable in this way. Just like focusing on each coping styles and how they pair together. Um, I think it's really important to acknowledge that if you have a different kind of coping style from the emotional response, you might be shooting past each other when you are fighting. And fours are looking for an emotional response from the people that they are in an argument with. Mm. And that is really important to know about fours. There was one quote about uh, coping style for fours that stood out to me, at least in terms of a problem, that fours often have difficulty balancing both their need for self-determination and their need for support. I thought that was real insightful in terms of just, I don't know that that's a problem to solve. That's a tension to manage in the heart of a four. Right. It's like, I, I need self-determination, but I also need support. And sometimes those are in conflict Yeah. and being able to navigate those waters, I imagine can be quite tricky. Yeah. And that's actually, and that's why the emotional response may be the go-to here. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you can express that, both that authentic piece and at the same time, this is what I need from you. Yeah. I imagine that would be real helpful. Yeah. Pushing into the shadow side of the fours. Um, We want to elevate those places of unhealth in each of the types. And uh, we're starting with fears. And this is a place that TJ and I recently have really gotten into as being the first step or the first domino into your shadow side often is uh, comes out of your fears. And so the fear for fours is that they don't have an identity or personal significance of their own. Right. And that may even spill out as a, you know, disdainful posture towards others who they want to make feel like they're nobody or that they have no value. Sure. Yeah. Well, and this is, this is where, um, the, I, I think this is the place where that idea that fours need to express their own uniqueness. They need to be unique. I think this is where that comes from, mm-hmm. uh, because if I feel like in the core of me, I don't have any significance then I will present myself in ways that gain me significance. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, so like like the wearing the fancy clothes and um, not fancy, but but different than everyone else, expressing myself in different ways than yeah, whatever's around me. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. a opposite reaction mm-hmm. to this sense of insignificance. Um, and this is like we've talked about this. This is the place where that that where envy and the shame lives and comes from and and becomes stronger is that that they feel like they do not have their own significance. They fear that in the core of them. Yeah. So. So this fear, we have begun to use the language that this fear can work its way into your heart. And when it does, then the the fear of the heart is going to materialize in the heart as a sin or a passion. Mm-hmm. The traditional lists for the Enneagram and for fours, that's envy, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. That envy um, sees the differences between myself and the others. Right. And they have something that you don't. Right. Yeah. Um, that's what makes them fit into the places where I feel like I don't quite fit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, envy in the heart spills into the head of a four as it becomes melancholy. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, that's, I feel like that seems pretty straightforward. Um, when you spend time in envy, when you spend time looking at the world around you and seeing the places that you don't fit in and wondering why not me, then you gain an internal sense of sadness uh, and sort of a, a, a sadness as a state of being. Yeah. And we'll know this in terms of fours, melancholy spilling over into their behavior mm-hmm. as it manifests as like a self-pity right. or a despairing posture toward right. the world. And that's, as we go down that rabbit trail, that is the unhealthy side of this type. It's worth naming. It's worth understanding. It's worth um, saying, I understand when I go down these places that this is me at my worst. Mm -hmm. Um, Riso and Hudson, again, in their book, The Wisdom of the Enneagram, have a list about eating disorders and addictions. And these often come in to our lives when we're at our most unhealthy. And so they say of fours, uh, fours will overindulge in rich food and sweets, use of alcohol to alter mood, to socialize and for emotional consolation. There's a lack of physical activity, bulimia, depressants, tobacco, prescription drugs, heroin for social anxiety. That was a jump. (laughs) I just started with some camel cigarettes and then I'm mainlining heroin. (laughs) Uh, Cosmetic surgeries to erase rejected features. Anything that strike you in that paragraph? Um... Yeah, there's there's a lot of things here that are sort of the mood altering kind of. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but notice that it's not a lot of uppers. <laughs> like true, right? Like rich food and sweets. Like they don't the the richness of that the kind of things that they're describing is is going to give you a down feel. Yeah. Sort of a a filling up kind of sense. Um, And uh, all of these things is... um, It's living in that down state. Right. Let's uh, let's talk about that for a while. I know what that's like again because in my stress number, Mm -hmm. but how do you interpret that in terms of the fours? Desire Mm -hmm. 
uh, Kurt Cobain famously says, uh, I miss the comfort of being sad. Yeah. That strikes me as a desirable location mm-hmm. for many fours. I, th- I think that um, part of it is that the, the easy and, and common answer is that the fours feel so comfortable in, uh, in their sadness, in grief, in, in harder emotions, partly because that is a true expression of how they feel and so why we wouldn't want to try and get away from that. So fours mm-hmm. are really good at being in grief and, and they don't need you to fix your grief. They can sit with you in it. That's a great thing about fours. It's also the case that we live in a society that is constantly pushing us to not be sad. Yeah, there you go. So, so, yeah. so our 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 world is surrounded by ways to make us happy and 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 push us away from our sadness and the darkness and 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 we are constantly bombarded with different ways to chase that fleeting thing that is happiness. Nobody's selling cigarettes with pictures of really depressed people no they're selling (laughs) they they want you to think that this is what's going to make you happy that's what advertising is it's going to fulfill you and make you happy and a more whole person here's the road to joy it's with this purchase fours i i would be willing to bet that most fours can see those kinds of tactics as manipulation can see and and have an unconscious sense of reacting against that oh i like that yeah yeah it's um i'm gonna show you that i reject your manipulation technique this thing over here isn't real and so we're going in the opposite direction yeah and there it is oh that's a that's good as well Yeah. yeah so i'm gonna double down on the things that even when they're very, very, very dark, I'm going to double down here mm-hmm. and elevate them because... Because it's real. It's real and it is bringing wholeness to the whole world because you all are overemphasizing the happiness. And yeah. so this needs to get lifted up as well yep. so that there is equanimity, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk about later. Yeah, Come on. Again, a list uh, that we like is from Riso and Hudson. They say, I'll become present to my life only when, and for fours, it's I'll become present to my life only when I have completely resolved all of my emotional issues and have found my true significance. When I am completely free to express all my feelings with everyone whenever I want, then I will show up. And again, as with all of us, this is you're chasing the wind here. These these are goals that you will never achieve. And you're reaching for an end that is actually the means to get to what you're trying to achieve. So when we have spun this with the other types, there is something to be said about the opposite. It's when I rest and show up and become present, I will begin to recognize that I have resolved my emotional issues and have found my significance. Right. And that I am free to express my feelings when it's best. Yeah. And there is something about the pausing stillness, Sabbath, that is for the hero, it's prescription for... 
fours is to rest in solitude, I yeah. want to say. And so if the four takes time to simply be alone and to rest in that solitude, this should be part of the discovery. Yeah. And that's that's taking that a step further. That's also resting from dissecting your own feelings. Like, you, like step away from the whirlpool that is your feelings for a second because what you're trying to do is reach some type of emotional ideal. Can you have solitude from yourself? So uh, someone brought this up recently and asked about um, they like to go hiking and they like to get some music, put in their headphones and just go for a hike. And this is a great way for them to sort of experience solitude. This is an excellent uh, option for a sort of contemplative practice. For fours, though, because they spend so much time in their feelings, Putting in music and going for a hike is actually another way to focus on their feelings because music is the th- one of the ways that we know how to feel. Mm-hmm. This is how TVs and mo- TV shows and movies use music. This is why Fords are so good at cultivating playlists. It's because music helps guide how we feel. So maybe for Fours, a better way to do this is to listen to white noise. Because you need to get a little bit more into your head. You need to get a little bit more into your body. You need to stop focusing on your feelings because all you're doing is ruminating in those waters. Yeah, I like that as a get into your head and body mm-hmm. the active side there. Yeah. And so that idea that that you were... If, if you will only become present to your life when you've completely resolved all of your emotional issues you won't ever be present to your life. Mm -hmm. Ruminating on your emotional issues is preventing you from being present. There it is, yeah. Another set of lists we like are wake-up calls. Um, Some of the things that uh, I was finding in a handful of books is that the signal to a four, that they are entering spaces of unhealth, maybe things like holding onto and intensifying feelings through their imaginations. Mm -hmm. Jump in here at any point yeah. if you got thoughts. Imaginary right? arguments is a is a great and terrible place for force. Ooh, damn. Yeah. Right. Uh, an impressive sense of alienation from self and others. Here it is again, like your relationship to yourself. Mm-hmm. That feels like an oxymoron, like because yourself is yourself, but you have a relationship to yourself. Right. Um, dependence on others with unstable relationships. Talk about that, because I see that, but I don't know what to say in terms of a four who mm-hmm. would place themselves in those sorts of situations where they're dependent on others who clearly have unhealthy relationships elsewhere. Well, I think this is part of, um, we see this trope, it's not really spelled out, but it's it's a great trope in sort of the romantic comedy world. Um and the unrequited love expression, like like you have the people that constantly are attaching themselves to the wrong person, and it has to do with if I can fix them, if I can get them to love me, then I'll never be alone. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 
is that going to two or is that, we're going to talk about this extensively in the future because somebody opened up a whole can for us, but going to the negative side of your mm -hmm. security number, is it the case that in that situation they are trying to improve someone, but this actually is a very bad way to be in the world? You know where I'm going there? Going to two in terms of please love me, but going, I'm going to be, I'm going to fake like I'm secure in this relationship and what that looks like is trying to improve this person who's deeply unhealthy. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and I, I think that absolutely can go there. But as a sort of more subtle expression of that, I think that the fours being comfortable in those places, in, in the places of sort of the darker emotions, they're naturally drawn to people who are in those kinds sure. of places. Yeah. yeah. And so I, it's, it's often the case that it, if you're not a four and sometimes if you are a four, if you are spending time in the darker side, there's a reasonable chance that there's some unhealth represented there for whatever reason. It could be circumstantial, it could be whatever, but, but fours being drawn to that because of their sense of authenticity and because they recognize that each person is unique each person is uh individual and has value they won't want to abandon people just because they're broken yeah there you go yeah. on the flip side of this there is the tendency of unhealthy force to self-sabotage and to rejecting positive relationships mm -hmm. I don't know if you have thoughts in terms of the the, the contrast to embracing unhealthy relationships, mm -hmm. but rejecting the positive. Well, this is because they feel like they don't deserve it. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at their core, and here's another list for us, fours want to belong, mm -hmm. that this is going to be a core desire, the, de the desire to belong, and yet will settle for their uniqueness. Right. Um, thoughts on that? Um, one that that list of we want things but we'll settle. Mm -hmm. They or they want identity. Yeah, it's it's they fear like they don't have any significance and and looking out at the world and seeing the ways that other people fit in and they don't. The thing that they really want is to fit in. They want to have significance and value in the places where they live. But as they are. Yeah. That's how it is. There, and there's, again, that balance. Yeah, because they or feel tension. like they can't get that, yeah. the thing that they settle for is being unique. Yeah, there it is. That's a good way to put that. And, and oftentimes in standing out. It's that the four has a sense of their own uniqueness. The grand win then would be for those around them to likewise understand their significance or their uniqueness. It's not just uniqueness. That's the wrong word. Four has a radar for how they bring value and are special and have something significant about their life. Mm -hmm. They're not going to demand others know and acknowledge that. Mm -hmm but would have that withdrawn longing for others mm -hmm. to know and acknowledge that. Yeah. Isn't that how that would work? 
like they are not going to try and coerce. They're not going to demand the the way that they they look out and see that they don't fit in, so they step back. Yeah. Yeah. That can spill over as frustration mm-hmm. and hostility, perhaps not even telling folks, hey, this is what I need you to acknowledge about me because that would be inauthentic. They and, come out in this very different kind of way. And it's it's the expression of the emotion that they're feeling in that moment. Talk about that. So uh, I mentioned earlier that, that a lot of fours will, will say that they feel like they are their emotions because their emotions, their feelings, that heart space interpretation of the world and expression out into the world because that is the first thing the then then their raw emotion can come out in those ways oh okay yeah so so yeah that that frustration of their experience that the frustration of potentially being put into a box or um, not being understood or or feeling insignificant, that frustration can come out of them as raw emotion, which would be expressed in rage or hostility or or pushing people away in those ways. You want to get healthy? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> the path for fours out of this into places of health ends up being a release. It's a release of your self-focus, release of your fear of insignificance what does that look like for for a four who's getting healthy well i think um like i said the like a good contemplative practice is to stop spending time in the whirlpool of your emotions um so so move into places where you're actually focusing on things outside of you moving into ways that that you sort of let go of your past or at least not focus on it for a few minutes and focus on where you're at right now and where you might be headed yeah yeah the one of the bits of language tj and i'm going to start probably using quite frequently is that fears are the place where you start turning towards the shadow side of your type Mm -hmm. but the holy idea ends up being kind of the first stepping stone in large measure for everything healthy for your type yeah and the holy idea for the fours is holy originality which needs to probably get unpacked. Sure, yeah. Uh, we did a whole podcast about this, so I, I highly recommend listening to that. Um, but the origin, originality for fours is is this sense of, like, we've already talked about their internal sense of their own uniqueness. Origin, holy origin recognizes that you are made for a purpose on purpose it's it's this idea that that each of us are individual and we have a purpose and it is on purpose and so we when fours cultivate this when they when they are able to really integrate the idea of holy origin into themselves that sense of uniqueness is uh bolstered and also spread out in ways that that see that that's really work to counteract that sense of deficiency it's because you were made the way that you are on purpose for a reason and that's that's 
inherently valuable. I've said this a handful of times, and this is actually, I mean, there's probably 10 things that I just say all the time, and this is one of them, but uh, the living God could have created trillions of other universes without one extra person mm-hmm. in them. And that person's you. Yeah. And yet, lo and behold, here you are. Yeah. You apparently bring something unique and special to this creation, and that's why you've been uh, actualized by the only omniscient being. You bring something so significant that trillions of other possible universes were discarded and set aside as not having what it took. Yeah. Because here you are. Yeah. And there's something... out of the billions and billions of people that live right now and have lived for the entirety of history, there has not been a diff- another you. Yeah. Understanding the value you bring, at least in the eyes of God, matters. Because at the end of the day, if you get your value and significance from any other place, you're probably going to get let down. Right. Once someone understands that they have unsurpassable worth of that sort... And that's free. Yeah, and I that, hope so. And that frees your heart, and it frees your heart to push into those. Um, well, I mean, some of the virtues come forth there for a four. So, uh, a traditionalist will have equanimity um, for the fours. That is, what is equanimity for the fours? Uh, it's it's th- that idea that everything is different but has equal value. Um, I am this person in this space for this time and I bring these things to the table and that is not more or less valuable than the person, than someone in Africa hunting giraffe. Like, yeah. it, I don't know Although why you giraffe, shouldn't do that, but... <laughs> that, why did I say giraffe? Uh, but like, like... <laughs> <laughs> the the qualities about me do not make me inherently more or less valuable than other people. It is the absolute opposite of envy on that front. Right. The envy being judgment towards oneself that turns negative. Judgment always leads to bad places. Right. Yep. Garden being man, knowledge of good and evil, it's just going to, it's the judgment tree. You're going to yep. go down some bad roads yep. on there. But here it is in terms of equanimity. You say everything has its place. I mm-hmm. have my place. Yep. I'm not more valuable than you, but I'm not nothing. Yeah. I'm and also not less valuable than you. I'm going to love you yep. as I love myself. Yep. These are all super healthy postures of heart. Right. Um, being able to advocate for oneself and to advocate for others in the beauty that they bring to the world around them. Right. Such a good. Yep. Healing attitudes for fours. Uh, This is again from Riso and Hudson. Maybe there is nothing wrong with me. Maybe others do understand me and are supporting me in the best way they know how. Maybe I'm not the only one who feels this way. Yeah. Yeah. All those push into that same spot too. Yep. yep. Which and thing? and all of these are things that can be at, counteracted by working on that withdrawn stance. Like when yeah. you step outside of your withdrawn place, you might start to see these things a little more clearly. The thing that, and here's the road to joy, and it 
pushes off from the holy ideas and these healing attitudes is the road for joy is just hearing the voice of God saying over you constantly, you are seen and loved as you are mm-hmm. and living out of that, living in, in these uh, physical ways into yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, fours who can move down that path, that unleashes healthy people. Right. Um, when healthy fours are in our lives, what do they bring? What do they bring to us and to the world around them? Well, we've talked about several of the things uh, that I think are really valuable about fours already. Um, They're very comfortable in those harder places. They're very good at being with us and helping guide us through those harder places. If you are going through significant grief, find some fours, man, that they, they will sit with you in the dark places. Yeah. It's um, the sensitivity of that. Yeah. And um, we talk a lot about creativity with fours, and I don't want to lean too heavily on that because I have a different sense of what creativity means um, because it's not just like painting or or singing or or like it, it's not creating necessarily in the fine arts sense. This creativity has to do with figuring out ways to express something true that's never been done before. Yeah. This is lacking in our experience and needs voice. Right. Yeah. And and so it can be done with painting. It can be done with songs, but it can be done in a lot of other ways. Creativity is about expressing the reality of our experiences yeah. and healthy fours can do that in a multitude of ways. Healthy people begin to lead themselves and others. Obviously healthy fours. Uh, there's many fours who are parents, mm-hmm. teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do, what do they exude when they're, when they're guiding us forward? Yeah. Well, they, they, they bring us connection uh, because each of us has value and, and healthy fours can can draw us all into that sense of value for everyone. Um, and, and being able to to see the differences and see the beauty of differences. Fours have a very, they are very in tune with the beauty of the universe as it is and want to draw everyone into that same sense of beauty. Yeah. And I think that's that's great and really valuable and something that's really needed. Last book of the Bible is called The Unveiling mm-hmm. or The Revelation. Right. That book ends with the world as it ought to be seen finally being unveiled in all yeah. its grandeur. Yeah. And that actually is something that the fours in our lives can do. And that's a leadership move. Here is the gorgeous, worthy thing before us let me paint it for you and it's kaleidoscopic wonders yeah and then let's go get it and let me let me show you the way that i see what it could be bang yeah any last words on fours uh (laughs) hey it would mean the world to us if you would pause take two seconds and write us a brief review or, and give us some stars on your platform of choice. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Around the Circle Podcast. But the best thing you can do is to share this episode with somebody that you love. If you dig our pop culture deep dives, you can help us select upcoming series at our Patreon page, which is linked on our Twitter. 
We are booking two-day events for up to 250 people and leadership teams up to 20. If you have a venue and you are somewhere that we can access by a plane uh, and you want to partner with us, we would be thrilled to talk to you. Um, he's CJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are, and you're going to set the world on fire. Great word for fours. Ha, 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 ha.